Hello, I'm Catherine Morton, Head of Trade, Treasury and Risk at TXF, and I'm joined here today by Stephen Beck, who's Head of Trade and Supply Chain Finance at ADB. Steve, welcome. What what measures uh, is ADB taking to help trade keep flowing and being financed during COVID-19? Hi, Catherine from uh, Lockdown Manila. Um, uh, well, I, I, I think we're doing a lot um, to, to help ensure that uh, the trade continues to, to flow. So first of all, I should just mention that um, we've been working remotely, um, it'll be four weeks, I think, on this coming Thursday. Um, and uh, we had planned on doing uh, test runs to ensure that we could do all of our transactions remotely um, on the day uh, that uh, that we were told the bank was shutting. Um, so uh, <laughs> fortunately, all the tests uh, worked out very well. So we've been able to 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 manage our business seamlessly. Uh, we've been very active, uh, providing guarantees and loans uh, to banks to support trade. Uh, we've been able to turn around our transactions with our usual efficiency. Uh, the team has been great. Um, and so just, just first of all, Catherine, I just want to assure um, all of your listeners that, uh, that we're very much uh, in business and, and fully, fully functional. Right. That was a bit of a cruel irony in terms of the timing of your testing. But, uh, but, but, uh, but what, what um, specific measures are you, are you guys looking specifically for COVID? Is there anything extra that you guys are doing? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we announced a couple of weeks ago that we would be dedicating uh, $200 million through our supply chain finance business um, to uh, uh, focus in partnership with, uh, with our banks on finding those companies that are critical to the fight against uh, COVID-19. And by that, I mean the companies throughout the supply chain that produce things like N95 masks, ventilators, and so on. Um, so we've been uh, uh, sort of furiously uh, running around uh, sourcing transactions uh, exactly in, uh, in that sort of space. Now, one of the things in the process of, of sourcing transactions um, uh, uh, and, and, and focusing on COVID-19 fighting companies is that we've come to realize that no one has mapped the entire supply chain from end to end, uh, uh, including all the companies involved with each component part of what's required to produce an N95 mask or a ventilator uh, or whatever it is. No one's mapped that entire supply chain. So when we're, we're going through the process of trying to zero in on all of these companies that are critical to increasing the supply exponentially so that, so that we can meet the, the huge, huge demands that are coming out of this crisis for these kinds of products, um, it, it's actually a challenging process. So, Catherine, what we're, what we're in the process of doing now 
Um, in addition to that sort of 200 million facility that I that I mentioned, where we're we're sourcing deals, we're we're actually mapping the supply chains for these critical goods. And once we've got them mapped, we're going to release them to the public, so that you know the private sector investors, banks, and so on, can we can marshal them uh, uh, in this fight, including to ensure that these companies, all of these companies in, in each component part of the supply chain have sufficient financial backing uh, to do what they need to do. That's, that sounds like an interesting task. I mean, how, is this being financed uh, through your existing funding for, for ADB? Yes, that's right. I mean, we, we, we started uh, mapping it ourselves just in-house and then uh, you know, we thought, well, well, let's let's see if we can't find a company to expedite the whole process. But to give you an example of how complex this can be, I understand there are 700 component parts in a ventilator alone. Um, wow. And then imagine all of the companies that are involved in each component part. Um, so we need to identify all of that, and also the banking relationships that each of these companies have to facilitate sort of you know, uh, getting down on the ground and and figuring out how to how to ensure that these guys have the support they need to to ramp up supply. So so that uh, Catherine on the on the supply chain side is is what uh, we're um, we're engaged in running flat out. Um, then on the trade side, I mentioned that uh, that our business is is fully functional and, and very active. Um, uh, to increase our firepower on, in the trade finance business, uh, we're about to get approval from our board uh, for 800 million uh, more uh, uh, dollars. Um, in addition to that sort of uh, 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 firepower, we are getting approvals to do uh, domestic transactions. Normally, uh, in, you know, in the normal course, we can only do cross-border transactions through our trade finance program. But it's recognized that the trade finance program is an excellent crisis response vehicle, and we saw that during the global financial crisis. We've got so many live, strong relationships uh, uh, with banks that throughout developing Asia, but around the world as well, and through those existing channels. We can very quickly and efficiently uh, move uh, additional support through local banking systems, and we can also mobilize a fair bit of private uh, sort of co-financing for the uh, for the effort. So, so the trade finance program is being being boosted up to increase our uh, firepower to to help ensure that uh, that that we can lend as much support as as we need. You've almost answered my next three questions in one go, so I was going to ask you how, how the existing uh, trade finance program is, is functioning. I guess it, it, it was set up for uh, to, to to improve accessibility to to, to trade finance. Uh, as you say, it, 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 it's scalable. So, is it, are you finding any strains within the existing program at the moment? Uh, we're getting pretty close to our existing program limit, so the 800 million is uh, is, is very uh, timely, and uh, um, so uh, you know I have no doubt we'll be able to put that to good use. And in the event that we need more, 
um, then um, then we can get more. Now, now bear in mind, I should I should explain to your listeners what that 800 million means. That means that that at any one point in time, the trade business can support um, uh, 2.15 billion dollars in in risk at any one point in time. So because our average maturities are 142 days, that that two billion plus you know rolls over a number of times, right? And in addition to that, it mobilizes a fair bit of co-financing from insurance and others. So um, actually, you know, what, what we can mobilize with a, with a with a two billion plus program limit uh, in AB's trade finance program is uh, is multiples of that. Um, so uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm really confident that, like we did during the global financial crisis, and like we do, you know, day in day out, uh, we can we can help support the flow of trade um, through you know some of the most challenging markets um, um, in Asia. And it's it definitely it's about trade, but it's also about the financial system, right? Because we're working with banks and we're supporting the banking systems, which are uh, you know critical to any functioning economy. And you know, I think. There, you know, there is some concern, and we're watching it very, very closely, um, about you know how this health crisis uh, moves into an economic crisis, and you know, and will have some strains on the on the financial system. So, um, you know, we're we're watching this very closely. We're talking with our our bank partners around the world, but also, of course, uh, daily in our in our countries of operation, and. Um, you know, we think that the additional firepower plus plus additional measures to be able to support domestic transactions through the trade finance business um, will really put us in a strong position uh, to lend uh, support and, and provide confidence. Now, you, you run fairly big programs with single banks such as Standard Chartered, uh, etc. I mean, are those are you working closely with those banks uh, for for these uh, ramping up these programs? Absolutely, uh, we work with you know with with both large banks and and regional banks and um, and you know all sorts of banks in between. Um, you know, this is one of the great things about this business is it's. Uh, it, and one of the reasons, one of the many reasons that it's really interesting is that there's so many different types of partners with different types of needs. Um, and uh, um, so, so yeah, we work with, with, with the big players, the small players, and, and everyone in between. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, in terms of, um, I guess, other parts of the, say, export finance market, Generally, are we going to see more of the lines blurring on 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 cross-border financing? Yeah, I think that's possible. I mean, we've we've been looking at um, uh, at that kind of blended finance, especially for some sort of cutting-edge, innovative uh, types of transactions around supply chain um, financing, uh, particularly where 
uh, issues around sustainability or uh, labor standards, uh, these kinds of things um, could could be impacted uh, really positively. Um, so, so we have been looking at a number of structures involving blended finance, especially in those sort of uh, core sort of developmental type type areas. Yeah, and you, meant, you mentioned sustainability. Um, I, I guess you guys are probably at pains to point out that that that, that, that these uh, we're not going to be throwing the baby out with the bathwater with in, in in terms of uh, the, the sorts of programs that you're working on with on on. Uh, sustainable development goals, etc. Um, absolutely not, actually. There, there are a couple of things, Catherine, I'll, I'll mention on, on that. And one of them is that, um, that the board uh, next week, we anticipate, will, will also uh, provide us with an ability to support um, what we call sort of category B for environment transactions. So that means um, you know, bits of capital equipment that might go into the sort of core part of a of a manufacturing sort of facility, for example, or a, even a, or even a solar power plant, um, that uh, that that could be considered um, uh, uh, more damaging to the environment than a simple sort of shipment of a of a part. Um, that would have, you know, just the shipment itself have very little to no impact on, on the environment. Um, so, uh, in, you know, our, our board, I believe, will look favorably on this request for us to support these kinds of transactions through the trade finance program because um, in order to support these kinds of transactions, we need to ensure, we need to bring um, some some really rigorous and high um, environmental standards to those transactions to make sure that they're they're being done properly. So we'll be working with our partner banks to ensure that they have uh, systems in place that are capable of looking at transactions um, that might have some impact on on the economy. Um, so uh, so that that's moving forward now, um, and we'll also expand our ability to to provide support to different. You know, a different range of things in the economy. Second thing I'll mention, Catherine, is, is sort of broader on the on the sustainability front, um, and and we're working with the uh, through the International Chamber of Commerce, at least partly on this, is that we're we're looking to define what it means to have a sustainable trade finance guarantee and a sustainable trade finance loan. And you know the, the definitions around this, the taxonomy may sound a little boring, um, but where it really gets exciting is that if we can if we can link those definitions to a different capital treatment for sustainable trade finance loans and sustainable trade finance guarantees, then you know what we could do is drive uh, in a very sort of fundamental systemic way cheaper pricing. For what's sustainable, as opposed to you know what's not sustainable. Um, so, so yeah, I think a lot of things. You know, the, the people are worried about a lot of issues taking a back seat, um, as everyone is you know sort of you know moving forward to to address this crisis. Um, and you know that may be the case in, 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 on, on some things. Uh, on the other hand, I think that you know 
our, our agenda on the digital front, for example, could be advanced many, many years in the next you know, few months as a result of this crisis. You've anticipated my next question. So accelerated digital digitalization, you're, you're, you're on it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, uh, you know, people who, companies, um, even individuals who weren't that digitally savvy um, uh, before this requirement for all of us to work from home are certainly kicking themselves and suffering for uh, for not going up the curve, right, on, on the digital front. Um, so, I mean, you can, you can move that to the micro-individual level, up to the corporate level, to the... Uh, and then, and then higher uh, uh, into the systemic uh, level. And, and you and I, Catherine, have talked about the need for um, uh, uh, digital standards and protocols to drive interoperability, um, to drive digitization of uh, the whole sort of trade ecosystem uh, between exporters and shippers and ports and customs and warehousing and banks and and insurance and importers and so on. So, I mean, I think, you know, this this crisis is going to move that whole agenda from micro to macro uh, forward uh, at lightning speed. Who knew? Uh, so, I mean, and, and again, to my, my final question, I guess, will they, how will this leave the institutions of trade? Sorry, say again, Catherine? How will this leave the institutions of trade? The, 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 I guess the, 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 the main linchpins of trade that we've been talking about for years. Uh, acceleration on some levels. Do you think that certain things will fall by the wayside as well? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I, I hope not. You know, I really, I really think that we're going to come out stronger. Um, I think we'll come out stronger. At, first of all, you know, unlike the global financial crisis during the global financial. We weren't really very well organized uh, during the GFC like we are today. Um, and I think that, that, you know, we see the level of cooperation and, you know, the, 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 the weekly or biweekly calls uh, with banks around the world, exchanging notes, figuring out how to deal with things. Uh, we see the role that the International Chamber of Commerce is playing and different entities within within that organization to... Uh, address different issues, and the ICC is about to come out with, um, uh, you know, some guidance on uh, on, on force majeure and um, uh, you know how to deal with with uh, uh, with documents. Of course, documents are very important in trade. How to deal with with, with those, especially when they're it's difficult to get them moving with, with courier services and so on, not being at full strength. Um, so I think the level of organization will only strengthen, I think we'll be much stronger as a result of the, uh, uh, this moving the, the digital agenda, agenda forward. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm confident that we'll come out stronger. I really am. Thanks very much indeed. Thank you.